Page 314, we're up to the 18th parak. Parak Shmoina Asar, Birch Sanenin. We'll start with the first Vad. Tanya, Hayurav Meir, Oimer, Chayev Adam, Levarech, Mea Brachas, Pachalyom. A person is obligated, Rav Meir tells us, to make a hundred Brachas every day. Shinemar, look up the Bracha, exactly how the Gemara Darshins, Va'ata Yisrael, Mo'ashem Alokecha Shoyal Meimach. What does Akadosh Baruch Hu ask from us, seek from us? Ki Im Yira, that we should have Yira. Which is a very interesting statement in its own right. When we think about Yira, a person can think about Yira almost as a reaction to something. Usually, I stick very close to the vat. I'll say one thought uh, that I had that I had the other day. But but Yira is is interesting. If is the usually you would think that what's Yira, or maybe a person might suggest that that Yira is a reaction to something, and Yira would inspire avoda. Over here, he tells us the opposite that. The whole tachlis of our avoda is to come to a relationship with Yura. I think I saw a number of years ago that uh, Victor Miller says, he was discussing Yura, he says that it's from the same Lushan, the same Sherish as Ra, to see. What's Yura, Yura Shemaim? It's a, it's a person, the, the truth is, to be in awe of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is actually appropriate. That when a person, if a person would have a appropriate, uh, Visibility or an appropriate approach to the relationship between him and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, between the world and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that would automatically miyad he would come to to Yerushalayim. There's a Gemara in Bavakama. If you learned Dafyomi, you probably recently saw it. Uh, the Gemara is addressing. It's talking about Chizkiyah Melach, but the Gemara is addressing the uh, the the certain milas. It says by Chizkiyah Melach, they put a Torah by his kever. They said that he learned the Torah. Then the Gemara says that uh, they say about a lot of people that they learned Torah, but he was Mekayim the Torah. Then the Gemara goes on talks about teaching Torah, but it seems that Kiyom is on a higher level of Lima Torah. So I, I think that uh, you know it's interesting. On one hand, Talmud Torah can get kulam, and uh, if a person has a certain amount of time, then a person should be gisa b'yom v'layla. A person should always be learning. And on the other hand, over here from this Gemara, certainly a sukesh ma'itzah libedehilchasa, a person is supposed to be mekayim Torah. Kadosh Baruch Hu lives in the Dalad Amashel Halacha. There there seems to be a certain tension and a certain uh, a certain interesting dynamic between you know what's higher and the fact, by the way, that something is higher doesn't either mean that they're on a linear scale. It could be that there's there's different aspects, there's different uh, things that are accomplished by one or the other. But if we're going to say that kiyum hatayra is in a certain sense on a higher level of limit hatayra, um, perhaps we can make a suggestion, and uh, and and maybe it'll also help as we as we go through these vadim. So I was thinking, if a person would take. All of the all of the Torah, Torah Shibasav, Torah Shibapeh, Bavli Rishalmi, he'd learn that Sukesh Maitzah Libedehilchasa, and he would want to make it that he's going to be a person who's mamish mekayim the Torah. He's a walking safer Torah. So how would he do this? Well, if you take the Torah and you uh, you're, you're able to bring it down, to bring it grounded in a way that a person can have an expression, to bring the Kayach Alapayal, to have a giloy of the ideas in Torah, you take the Rambam. Let's go with the Shulchan Aruch. So I happen to I happen to Google it. There's 1,704, I think, simonim in the Dal Chelke Shulchan Aruch, and as it happens, two of them relate to Talmud Torah. 
So if a person is going to take the, the, these ideas, a person is going to take the boiled down, so to speak, the distilled into practical, into how to live according to all of the principles in the Torah, at least halacha, and they're going, they, and he would model a person after this. He would upload this into a computer. He make this into a prompt, and this would make a person into a walking safer Torah. What would that person look like? It would look like a person that learns all day. Well, maybe, but if you open up the table of contents of the Shulchan Aruch, it would look exactly like that. A person would wake up. He would. Uh, Say Moida'ani, he would make brachas, put on his tzitzis if it's a male, right? How does he wash his hands? How does he go to the bathroom? How does he daven? There's halachas chais and mishpat, how to get married, how to support a family. Whatever halachas are negated to a person, that would be a walking expression of the Torah. On the other hand, we know that Talmud Torah connected kulam, a person should always be learning. So, Perhaps when we talk about Kiyama Torah, and this is an idea that we've discussed before, we're not talking about looking at the Torah as an instruction manual, and then a person takes the instructions and he goes goes and does something so that there's a certain separation. There's the period where you look at the instructions, and then there's the period where you go and do something. No. Histakal Baraisu Bara Alma. The Torah is really the blueprint of creation. When a person is Mekayim the Torah, Imagine a person, the example that we've used before, a person knows a physics book, he knows all the formulas, cover to cover, he knows it all cold. And yet the person doesn't know how to, he knows all the principles of cold, let's say, and heat. He doesn't know how to boil a pot of water. He doesn't realize the fire is actually hot. So he knows all the principles, he knows the formulas, he knows how it's supposed to work, but he doesn't relate to it as reality. A person who is Mekayim, the Taira, is a person who is able to live in a world that is an expression of Estakal Baraisa Bara Alma. He understands that this is the Giloy at our level, in our world of the principles of Taira. This is how he lives. Now, <clears throat> on the other hand, the 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 Priya Aretz says something similar, and I saw it as the Basayin's yard site. The Basayin actually talks about uh, Tyra also, besides for the mitzvah of Talmud Tyra, but the, the, a person learns Tyra creates an aspaklari in the era. The Basayin's lashon is, if I'm going to tell you that. Kiyum really is on a uh, is on a higher level in a certain sense, right? That's where that's where the gila comes. So maybe I should learn. I should learn shulchan aruch, ketzur shulchan aruch, learn whatever halachas that is that I have to know, and I should spend the rest of my time going and trying to execute and practice uh, and and doing those types of things that are going to be a fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs. On the other hand, the kiyum can't be higher than the amount of Torah that I have. Meaning, you can have an infant that takes a lul of an esrog off the table. You can have a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old that takes a lul of an esrog off the table. You can have a 40-year-old. I can have a gadol adar. I can have a rebbe, whoever it is, that takes the lul of. Are they doing the same action? Outwardly, they're doing the same action, but it's not the same action. Let's turn it into something that's relationship-based. I could have one person give an expression of endearment, a hug, whatever it is. Two friends, the same hug. Two friends give a hug or a thank you, whatever it is. Two friends, a father and a son, a Rebbe and a Talmud, a husband and a wife, uh, two, two partners. That hug is a representative of totally different expressions. So the fact that a person does something doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same act. So on one hand, you have the kiyam being an expression, it's showing that you're living the principles of Torah, what you learned, etc. On the other hand, the kiyam is only going to be at 
whatever altitude you're holding by Tyra. So if a person has a certain amount of time, going back to the other part, what what what, what is the best usage of that time? In the Basayan's Lushan, a person learns that gives them an aspak meira. That gives them a clearer lens. Now everything that they look at, when it's going to become Tyra, when it's going to become mitzvahs, when it's going to become even the sichas chulin of a tamar chacham, as it were, they're living in a different world. They relate to themselves, to Hakadosh Baruch to those people around them, totally differently. The ta- says back in this piece, the tachlis of aravida. Perhaps this is an expression. Maybe this will help us think about it. The tachlis of aravida is yira. The tachlis of aravoda is come to yirishmaim is to live in the world. In a world of, of, of godliness, it's related to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's a sense of awe. And Akadosh Baruch Hu is in Saifis. The more, the more of a perspective that we have, the more that year that we have, we can go ever higher. When you take the mitzvahs, uh, this is the, ta- uh, the, the tachlis, the, the mitzvahs join us to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, tzfas, tzfas, asuya, the mitzvah, it's a lashon of getting together, of joining, tzfas tangs. And here we have a specific avoda, a way to direct this. Vihi mea brachas how would brachas bring us to Yira? It's ma'akev, it's indispensable. A person needs to mention in every single bracha, shame and malchus. A person leaves out part of the brach HaTashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOilam. The, the they would have to go back. Interesting. Usually, a lot of times it's quoted. Melech beloy am. I uh, I think it was Rav Nayach Olbam Shlita. Uh, the original Daf Yomi dial Daf tapes. Uh, they I think the Magidish Shem switched by Perak, and I was listening to the last Gemara. Uh, I think maybe it was last Gemara Brachus. I don't know if it was Nida or Brachus, but it must have been Brachus. But the 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 I, I think it's Revolbaum. I can go back and check. Really, the and he asked a question. This is the way I remember it. The if a person makes a bracha on a brachas chasuvshalom lebracha levatala, could be it's over according to Rishayim on a iser daraisa. Most brachas, other than brachas hamazon, brachas hatayra, brachas derabanan. There are so many brachas. If when Chazal instituted that there would be so many brachas, we're instituting a derabanan, and all of a sudden there's a risk. There's so many brachas to try to figure out, even just to remember what bracha, and a person doesn't know what bracha. Brachas are very complicated sugya. There's so many derabanans, and yet we're putting at risk an iser daraisa of making a bracha levatala. And the way that I remember he suggested is that what we're saying over here, if the whole point of Avoda is to come to a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch, a relationship with the world, and brachas are a specific avenue for that, then Chazal said the entire point of the world, the entire point of our existence, our entire avoda is to come to a clarity, to live in a world, whether it's Tyra, whether it's mitzvahs, whether it's uh, whether it's all of the actions that seemingly are otherwise mundane, the way that we eat, the way that we sleep, the way that we look at a rainbow, the way that something good happens to us, the way that something not as good happens to us. Everything is a way that we can relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not that I'm in the Medrash in the morning, and then I leave and I do everything else. I think we've quoted that uh, that Rav Dain Grunfeld in the beginning of Chayrev quotes of Hirsch said that, that they should close the Bate Medrashas for a hundred years. Why? Because unfortunately, people came to a point where they went to Davin in the morning, they went to the base Medrash, and then they went to the real world. So they, they got their avoda out of the way, and then they did everything else. And he said, no, the base Medrash, Tfila 
is a makom for, as he said about, uh, about the Knesset, because he was talking about tefillah, I think, is a makom for reflection. And therefore, a person reflects, but where does the avoda take place? The avoda takes place actually once you leave the base medrash. In the base medrash, it's all clear. You have an ability to reflect. Then you're going to go and you're going to put chayshim put into practice. You're going to put benadim lechaveru into practice. The idea of brachas is that every single second of the day, a person wakes up. How do they wake up? How do they put on their clothing? Originally, brachas hashachar was not part of davening. It was going through all the things that a person does during the day, and then they go to the bathroom, and they wash their hands, and how they eat, and a person has to think which thing comes first, and this is the ikr. It's constant reflection, constantly getting closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So brachas are that that vehicle that's able to bring us to Yerushalayim, and how how does it do it? That every single bracha has shame and malchus. Every single thing a person does, certainly mitzvahs, shvach, but brachas anenin. Every single food that a person eats. If a person is going to go and smell things, a person goes to the bathroom. Again, a person makes a shechianu. The pleasure, everything is shechianu v'kiyamanu v'giyano l'zmanazeh. A person came to a positive. They, they put on a new suit. Let's say Baruch Hashem that a person brought me to this. Everything that is, is reflected through the lens of, of, of me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it says that you need the Shema Malchus, the, why it says so this is not my thought, but we've said something before. There's a difference between an Odin and a Melech. I think the Grub brings it. The difference between a dictator and a king. If there's a dictator, let's say, then that means that there's a dictator. The dictator has his own prerogative. He wants something run a certain way. Here I am. I'm weaker. And therefore, since the dictator is stronger, since you're stronger than me, I'm going to do everything that you want me to do. If you would remove your hold on me, then I wouldn't have to do what you want me to do. But it's really, a, it's not a function of Yichud. It's not a function of a Melech is like to give advice. It's not a function of unity. It's a function of two things, one stronger than the other, and one is compelling the other one to do the first one's will. A melech is different. A melech is not where you're able to force uh, to, to force a certain process and to force people because you're strong in them, essentially taking away their bechira. What's a melech? A melech is where you have your bechira and you recognize that this person is the king. You still suit to the king. You subscribe to the king. That really is the ultimate expression of yichud. If you have if you have a multiplicity of things that happen in life, it's not that well. When things go well, that's a kaddish baruch. When things go not the way that I want them to go, well, unfortunately, that had to have happen, right? Malchus, if you want to get a little chasidish, right? Malchus, the yichud relating to a kaddish baruch Hu is not just where you find a kaddish baruch Hu despite the darkness. It's where you find a kaddish baruch Hu in every single situation. In this world, we know that gamzulatova laasid lavo. We're going to say the. And even in this world, we say Gamzu Litova. We don't say Gamzu Tova, by the way, out of David Gottlieb point out. We say Gamzu Litova. In this world, there are things that strike us as being bad. We don't have to pretend ourselves that everything is good, that nothing hurts. But we acknowledge that Gamzu Litova, that there's a process. And when we get to the process and we reflect back, even when we reflect back, then we're going to say, that everything was really part of one Yichud, Litova, that's going to be that way. And intellectually, we acknowledge it. But Bishas Maisa, we say Baruch Dayan Emes. We're able to see that to, to relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, not despite certain things, in certain things, and we strive towards that. We find a Kaddish Baruch Hu in every single thing. But the statement of Malchus is where we recognize that. That's the Avodah. Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't need to force us to do things. He has Malachim for that. The, the Avodah the, is, is where we establish Malchus. We declare a Kaddish Baruch Hu to be the Melech. On Rosh Hashanah, we say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Melech. Shem, um, melech, Malach, Yimloch, Leolam, Vaid. That's where we recognize 
that we use our Bechir, we look around, we strive towards, sometimes intellectual, and we have to put it into our heart also, the avenue to recognize that everything is coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a perfect system is going to be brachas in every aspect of life. And then after we establish that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is the Melech about everything in the world, not just 99% of the world, but despite certain things that happen, there's other counter forces, Hashem is stronger, but Nebuch had to be like this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Melech HaOlam, and you say this a hundred times a day. And then you say, And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on every single fruit. The king, every part of that process, a person that doesn't just let the brachas out of his mouth very quickly, he reflects on what we're saying a hundred times a day. And a hundred brachas a day is a lot. If you, okay, a lot of them are accounted for really in tefillah. Although tefillah, depending how a person davens, takes up a, a substantial uh, period between going to davening, getting, coming back from davening, davening itself is a substantial amount of a person's waking hours also. A hundred brachas, he says, is enough. In other words, do you think it's a lot? It's enough. Uh, if a person would have kavana in a hundred brachas a day, uh, this would be enough that a person would live a God-centric life. Number one, don't just be haphazard with brachas that should come out quickly, take a second, be misbeinen, kedarkeinu tafasim rubloi tafasta, tafasim rubloi tafasta, our entire way, our entire approach is to take uh, small steps, like said many times before, if you take a drastic step, you take something and you try to bend it too hard, too fast, either it just snaps right back into place or it breaks, the only way to really mold something, to change something, is to do tafasta muat, v'n islamit lahagid berchas hamaitzi b'chalsuda b'sima lev rabba, and therefore, we're going to talk about benching afterwards, but at least Berchus HaMaitzi, a person is sitting down, and the eating is a very good time for this. Eating is a tremendous avoda. Eating, if anything, is something where we mamish get pleasure and it sustains us. A person is hungry. HaMaitzi is, at the outset, it's interesting if you're going to balance HaMaitzi and Hazan, one is going to be making the bracha in advance of something that you need. Hazan is already saying thank you, which uh, you, you would think has actually a mile and a chisar, and it's just interesting. On one hand, you could say it's easier to have gratitude. On the other hand, it's always easier to... Uh, convince yourself to pay a higher check when you haven't eaten yet, you're still hungry. But over here, let's say Hamaitzi, a person, if they bench at least once a day, maybe even twice a day, but uh, it's not, people have benchophobia, but to, to bench, we're going to get into Hazan in the next bracha, it really takes uh, three minutes, halavai, that it should take longer. But at least to say berchas hamaitzi to pay attention to to hamaitzi lechem in aretz v'nasik bezekama shevuos ad shenasla bein in chadash besug yezu and a person should do this for a few weeks uh, until they're going to start a new sugya and we're going to start awakening go zero to one in this sugya vad sheni. When we talk about Yerushimayim, and this is in line with the way that we that we introduced the first Vad, Yerushimayim is not simply a uh, an idea as it relates to us vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's, it's, it's an aspaklaria, like we said, it's a lens, it's the way that we view the entire world, and it defines not only the way that we do Torah and the mitzvahs, it defines everything, even Sichas Chulin, right? The Yerushimayim is going to change profoundly Profoundly, every single thing about how we relate to the world. The fact that brachas 
are an avenue, it's, it's a vehicle towards gaining Yerushimayim. We saw in the last Vad from the Gemara Menachas, bring the Brisa that of Meir Dafka learns the Chiv to make Meir Brachas from Hashem El from the fact that Rav Meir learns that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to come to Yerushimayim, and from that Pasuk Dafka, we learn about the Chiv of Brachas. So we see Brachas are the, the vehicle that we use to achieve Yerushimayim. Let's go deeper. Garcina Birushami Brachas Parikvav Halacha Aleph. Ksiv Lashema Aratumlaya Tevel Vyashviva. It says that the whole world is to Akadish Baruchu, everything that dwells within the world. Hanene Klum Mina Oilam Moal, anybody that benefits from the world, it's it's like Hektish, the whole world belongs to Akadish Baruchu. There's a halacha that a person that benefits from Hektish is Aivar Meila, it's a particular Isr. Achiatirulaya mitzvis until the mitzvis matir, otherwise it's unauthorized use. We're gonna say that the mitzvis are the brachas. Okay? It says Achiatirulaya mitzvis, Pnei the bracha is the mitzvah. What mitzvah is matir, a person to benefit from the world? Brachas. And then he'll be able to benefit from the earth and its fullness that are like mitzvahs. Okay, so the Lushan seems to be, and they get the Lushan down. But, uh, but once a person is says a bracha, and we refer to the brachas g- generically almost as mitzvahs, which we said that mitzvahs is tzvahs, is it brings us close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, then a person can benefit from the world. Until that point, the whole world is really, like we said, a stock of rice of our it's an expression of a tyrant, it's an expression of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem owns it, Hashem is the Rebbein Shalom, we created the world, who said that we can, uh, that we can, uh, uh, take things from the world for our own benefit, halavai, that everything, nothing's really for our own benefit. We're benefiting it from it as part of our as part of our avoda, but mehechitesi that we can take anything from the world. Amar of avua, ksev pentekade shemtikta shemaleya hazera asher tizra utvuas akerem ha'olam kulo maloya asuik akerem au pidyonai bracha. So in this second Maimar Chazal, it says it relates to the world like a Kerem, and a Kerem has to be redeemed, Kerem Revai, and it says that a Bracha redeems it so that I can use it for my own use, which means that it's like Chulin, so we're going to balance these two things. One thing is really that it belongs to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but the Bracha allows me to benefit to something that belongs to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the other one, it's like I redeem it and now it becomes mine. Something is a carbon, and when you do this rika, so this rika, it's a, one of the process of carbon ice. It's a matir, it's not that it makes him mine, but it allows it to be eaten. Now a person's able to, to, to benefit from the carbon, there still might be restrictions. person eats kudshim meat, where, where it can be eaten, whether it can be eaten in certain places in the in Azara or in Yerushalayim. The world belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The bracha is like the matir. The ikr purpose of everything that's in the world belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What's the, what, why do we need it? Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need to give it to us. It's specifically so we should form that relationship. We said before, We said in the first vad, what's the whole Indian of the world specifically that we should make brachas? Very different way, by the way, of looking at Shmaynesrei also. 
right? At a certain level, do we daven? It's really just a focus issue, but it's a very, very different way of approaching Shmanesrei or approaching anything. It's like, I'll just tell you a quick anecdote, not, not a true one, but the, or mushal, then, then we'll make the point. You know, a, a parent sent his child to school. He wanted the child to, to call home. The child would just never call home, and always he's sending over the money, packages, whatever it is, and no call. So one time he sends an envelope, and he says, I decided to enclose a little bit of extra money so you'd have over your basic necessities, you should be able to have a good time also, and then left the envelope empty. Immediately he got a phone call, hey, how's it going? By the way, just so you know, the envelope was empty. Right? The, when it comes to Shmanesrei, or we ask Kaddish Baruch when there's a darg of Amuna, I need, I need things, Rafa'enu, Barachaleinu, Atachayin, I need all these things. But what, what, what is the point of the Shmanesri? Is it that I want something and therefore I realize that you're the source of that bracha and therefore I ask you so that you're going to give it to me? Really, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives everything else in the Bria what it needs, every animal, every plant. The, uh, those plants, those animals don't daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, okay, we have but those plants don't daven and request and have a, uh, a uh, intellectual uh, relationship with the world and around them and a lave, etc., Every, every plant, every earthworm, every cockroach, everything has what it needs. Why, why shouldn't people have what they need? If anything, we're at the height. So we, we, we are missing something because we now, instead of it just being filled up, we're going to reach out, we're going to form a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to fill it up. Sometimes we see it more clearly how it fulfills our needs or what our needs are. Sometimes it seems more difficult. What if I suggested, not my suggestion, but what if we suggested that the whole reason that we need things is only in order that we should reach out to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that we should form that relationship. Like Rashi says in the beginning of Bereshis, right? That the, everything came to the surface. It didn't rain until, I have to look at the Lush and Rashi, until, uh, until there was an Adam that was going to mock your Kaddish Baruch Hu, that it was going to reach out and then it rained. Obviously a Kaddish Baruch Hu planned that it was going to rain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world. There was no Havamina that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world that needed water and then there wouldn't be any water and it would just die. But there's a, the built into the system is that it should come in response to HaKarad, in response to a relationship because the whole point of the system is that we should have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ada bracha oilam mamish v'rak achar bracha mutar lehanos mea that the world is mamish kachim. The world, there is nothing mundane. Everything in the world, every fruit, everything in the world is really hectish. Think about like that, that you're going to relate totally different to everything that's mundane in the world. Because there is nothing mundane. There is nothing extra. Everything is hectish. And if it's not used for a mitzvah, it's used to facilitate a relationship between you and Hashem. Shlomim, the carbon after you do the zrika, after you do the matir, now that you can eat it, is also hectish. It's just that now you're able to benefit from it. Now you're able to eat it. And therefore, when you eat an apple out of your fridge, that's achilas kachim. According to the second opinion, the second thing that we quoted, it's like and that it's an exchange for the bracha. It's not that everything belongs to Hakadosh Baruch It's not that we view it as hektish, and that in a, and, and that the bracha allows us to benefit from hektish, but it doesn't belong to us. It's mishulchan gavaya. No. It's that in exchange for the bracha, it comes to us. Whichever way specifically we're going to relate to it, maybe it's two different dargas, or you can they're not necessarily contradictory. It's part of our avod in terms of how we relate to the world. One is higher than the other. But in any event, the brachas are given be'ikr that we should relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's how everything in the world is. Hare, 
give us a way to relate to the entire world as uh, as Hakadosh Baruch Hu's world. It's a holy world. It's something that we relate to, and it brings us up. We are going to. We, we are not bringing things down to our level. We're bringing ourselves up to its level. When we partake, a person should eat the same way that if you were going to eat kachim, you were going to come to a suda, you were going to eat a shlamim. How would you dress? How would you act? If we would act the same way, you wouldn't be sitting there eating it in the street and whatever it is. We should relate to every aspect of the world as though we're approaching kachim. We can't touch it without making a bracha. What do we say is mitzvahs? What's the tachlis aravodo? It's yira. Tachlis kolam mitzvahs kulam bachlal, we said in the first vad. That, that's the general idea of mitzvahs, except that the brachas are the specific focused avenue and how to get to that point. Kial inyan yira yaitzimir brachas nenulanu kolam mitzvahs. Because for this Indian of Yira that comes specifically from Brachas, we relate to it in a clear way. Other mitzvahs, maybe it's hard to do, uh, it's hard to relate to this. But the Brachas Mamashi, every time you do anything, you say, Hashem Alekenu Melech Ha'elam, and that's Likuva. El Shetarik Mitzvah, Hain Mahalach Klali, it's a general approach. Umeya Brachas Bayom, Hain Mahalach Prati Lagil Yira, that the Meya Brachas, a hundred Brachas, are a specific idea, a way that we're coming to count Yira. How much does this obligate us to be able to match the idea that the world is 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 kudshim? We relate to brachas in an entirely different way. This is not just a, by the way, you're you're doing something in agav. You have to make a bracha. And it's not even that that the bracha is important because it's the matir so that I can come to the kachim. If I told you that the entire world only exists for yira and the bracha is bringing to the yira, you're not making the bracha to eat the food. You're eating, I mean, tongue, there's a famous story, right? You're not, but, but, but it's real. You're not making the bracha to eat the food. You're eating the food to make the bracha. Now, it's hard for us to relate to that, but that's actually the reality. That's the way that the world was set up in this system. If you think about the brachas of hazan, how much time, we last of all, we said hamaitzi, but think about hazan, the, think about brachas. The uh, benching is one of the, Brachas, that's actually Doraisa. How much time and effort in his mind does a person put into learning up a piece of Gemara, learning up a Mishnah? We say that every word, every letter in the Torah, the extra Vav, we're learning the Pesukah, we're learning every Brisa. The Mishnayis was codified, starting already, if you look in Pirkei Avis, that the first Tanayim were the Zugos in the middle of Bayasheni, but Shemayin Esrei certainly, Anshay Knesset HaGadayla was at the, was Anshay Knesset HaGadayla and the Vimimam was at, by the time of Ezra and Mordechai was all the way at the beginning of Bayasheni. That was hundreds of years earlier. Right, and there were neviim among them, and the I think it says that Moshe made Hazan and Yeshua made Noida. If you could put in so much effort, so much blood, sweat, and tears into his man to learn up a Mishnah, how much could, how much richness is there in benching? How much do people pay for a flight and they go to Kfarim and they daven and they do skulas? We, we, benching from a bencher. I think Rav Shach famously was always to give people advice to bench from a bencher. Certainly now people talk about it. If a person would put in how much effort to go for a bracha and wait in line and pay money maybe to get brachas and who knows what, you have it access. What if, what if I told you to spend the same amount of time, make a moitzi when you eat, think about the food, and then put effort and time into just benching. Bench like a Vishman Esrei. Pay attention to the nusuch of the bracha 
And it's not easy to come to a hargasha to actually feel, but every word, goodness, his chain, the favor, chesed, think about food, how many textures, colors, how, how, how much we're able to appreciate pleasure. What's pleasure? It's a spiritual experience. How much can we relate to a Kodesh Baruch Hu through food and the way that the food is just to get food different places in the world, especially now, uh, before refrigeration, before importing and exporting, we have access to so much food that we never would have access to the most unbelievable food. Are these abstract ideas? It's an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's goodness. Hashem, it's so good, it relates us so well that sometimes we even forget. It's so tangible, it's the opposite you'd think. It's so tangible, it's such goodness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes down to our level, so to speak, in the halbash of how he presents us the goodness that we almost forget that it could be a spiritual experience. The bread satiates us. Mamish, a person that starves to death, the neshama leaves the body. They could starve to death, they could die. A person eats and they become satiated. However, this works. We say this by Asher Yatsar, right? We acknowledge Mafli Lasos, the idea that what is this interaction between the spiritual and the physical, that we should eat bread and it should make us vibrant and give us enthusiasm in life. We should feel strength from it, that the neshama almost should be closer to the body, that we should have more energy because we eat bread. Not just physical, it's also a spiritual experience. Achel of Mavri. Chalav Mavri, milk makes us healthy. Zetayv is a chesed. Vespri higish lano kadosh baruch hu beklipa. The way that fruits are, the fruit is in a peel, so that the fruit is preserved. Then it's in a bright peel. By the way, the an orange. I think Rav Vigdor Miller certainly points these types of things out. That it's green, so that it blends in with the leaf. It doesn't look so uh, delicious until it becomes ripe. The, the animals aren't going to take it, and then all of a sudden, it takes on a more attractive appearance once it's ready to be picked. Shalis lachlech tochenu. It doesn't get dirty inside the peel. Vapri nechmad lemarav v'gam nisein reach toiv. It's good looking and it also gives a good uh, aroma, a scent. Zeuchein. If you would re- read and understand every one of these, every one of these words in the bracha is representative of how many ideas. Everything that we're eating is literally an expression of a kaddish baruch who's midayis mimakom kaddish kibalnu v'tocho ruchnius. It comes from a makom kaddish and it's 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 filled with ruchnius and it's so good that that a kaddish baruch who gives it to us on our level that we should appreciate it in like a visceral way. So we forget that there's ruchnius. We forget that there's a relationship with Hashem there. Supporting not just us, we have the opportunity, the opportunity to have a relationship with our Kaddish Baruch Hu and make the brachas in Davin. But from our Mitzad, Kaddish Baruch Hu gives to every worm, even bacteria, everything in the world needs some sort of sustenance. That's the way that the world works. Whatever bacteria causes typhus, other types of diseases, lung disease, they don't eat different bacteria, don't get sustained by the same food. sustains every single thing in the world by whatever it needs for sustenance. The world doesn't lack any mazon. And forever, every single thing has the mazon that it needs. This is part of the system. It's a system that Kaddish Baruch Hu set up and Kaddish Baruch Hu does his job. A person doesn't have parnasa. don't blame it on God. God has no problems. Down to the earthworm, down to bacteria, Kaddish Baruch Hu sustaining everything.
So why is that a person doesn't get sustained? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give the rain until a person was makar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's with food, that's with everything in life. The issue is to look inward, and if sometimes we think that we don't get what we need, then maybe we're just mistaken what we need, right? Like a, one of the Aguda conventions, somebody asked uh, Ravarno Lopiansky and... Uh, of Brudney also was on that panel. They said, my father benched from Bencher every day and he never had Parnassa. And the, the first question was, just, just to clarify the question, when you say never Parnassa, you're alive. Did he starve to death? Like how, how, the father was Nifter? He had Parnassa. He didn't have the Parnassa that you wanted because if I bench from Bencher, that means that I'm going to have a summer home and extra car and I'm going to go on vacation. What is Parnassa? Earthworms also don't have luxuries. Okay, they have what they need. If Parnassa means that you have what you need... So then let's start over there by saying that the person needs Parnassa. It's an appreciation issue. That's the first point that we're going to start building reflection and relationship with the world through the brachas. Uh, and we're going to invest we're going to invest time and thought and reflection for a lengthy period of time until the brachas starts to teach us.